1: BSB OT, some number recording minutes, just seconds after Igor threatened to fight Artemi Panarin. I wonder if everything's okay in the locker room. Do you think? What do you think Rick's going to say about this? What can we expect from the, the turmoil between the Russian blood in, in the locker room, Gregory? How can we handle this kind of team? Uh, I don't know. Okay. <laughs> <I> th- <laughs> I'm sorry about Trevor Bauer.
2: Let's get out of the way, all right? It's the worst. This is the fucking worst. You know what's funny? The first, literally the first period of the Ranger game, I couldn't find it in my heart to be funny. I, I couldn't do it. I was able to get there as the game went along because I think I just started to talk myself out of it a little bit. Plus the Bob Nightingale memes are all wonderful. They're all fantastic. How that man has a job, Lord only knows. Goes to show you what kind of quality they have over there at USA Today, huh? Oh,
1: yes, definitely. Of course, there's no one else over there we know (laughs) anyway at USA Today, so that's totally fine.
2: I totally get Uh, what you're saying, yes. Yeah, I, I, it was, dude, it, you knew it was. as soon as we said we would wait until Thursday to do a BSBOT. Right, right. Of we course. knew that Tony wasn't getting traded, uh-huh. and we knew that something miserable was going to happen So to
1: let's get into everything, and I'm sure we'll talk more in detail about METS at the end. Um, we don't actually know if that's not confirmed signing, so let's talk some Ranger stuff. What
0: I know, right? Is there a game
1: today? Crazy, crazy. So the Washington Capitals, uh, I thought they played particularly very dirty the entire night. The embellishment. What? Yeah, I know. The embellishment call against Capocaco is a a crime like a federal crime. It was clearly not an embellishment. Kapokako can't act to save his life. I don't understand what exactly happened there. And also, well, it's, just... it's it's
2: not just acting. It was fucking knee to knee. Clearly. Like, you can't, that shit hurts. Clearly. I, I don't care who the fuck, unless you're Zdeno Chara. That shit hurts.
1: Zdeno so O'Chara so is is ageless and a, uh, a wonder of the world. I truly. Well, I don't he's understand. not a human. I don't know what he is. When he I, took a shot tonight, it was like it was like watching a transformer like wind up. It was so mechanical, and like just so like 1990s cartoons uh, ability. Anyway. The Rio Grangers beat the Washington Capitals 4-2. They started a bunch of fights at the end of the game. I didn't think the Capitals played particularly clean, like I said. I thought Ovechkin is uh, amazing. The guy is still tremendous and one of the best score- goal scorers of all time. But Gregory, the defense. Libra Hayak, the kayak, paddled his way directly into our hearts. Potatoes scored. And Philip DiGiuseppe, like, looks incredible. He looked like what I thought Lafreniere would, would, would be this year. So... What is happening? Like, we're just getting performances out of the underdog players we didn't expect.
2: Wait, you expected Alexi Lafreniere to be a defensive wizard?
1: No. No, I, I just—Di Giuseppe, like, looked spry tonight. He had puck control. He was like— making... He's a good he's a
2: good player. Yeah, he looks good. We we, we were saying. saying this last year that it was refreshing when Di Giuseppe got in the lineup that it was refreshing.
1: I can't get over this Igor gift. I keep watching it. <laughs> rick just tweeted out laughed my ass off this is incredible it's probably one of the most legendary ranger gifts of all time it's like this and the hank smoothie gift like i, I can't I, well
2: that i just the, the russians on the rangers are fucking hilarious i don't care what anyone says i you cannot sit here and tell me it was coincidence that on monday night walking into the game that pavel butchnevich for the first time in his entire life gave the camera a thumbs up and that wasn't supposed to mean anything that would 100 percent Meant he was mocking Tony. <laughs> I I don't care what you say. It, I don't. Tony's care. that's Tony's thing. Every fucking picture we ever saw of Tony was him with a shit-eating grin on his face and a thumbs up. And Bucinevich does the thumbs up for the first time in his life, walking into the game as soon as D'Angelo's not on the team. That dude's hilarious. I will give him as many millions as he wants. This and whole... then Igor pretending to fight artemi is just chef's fucking kiss. Oh, also, but, but
1: Georgiev is right there, my man.
2: He's right there. When He's he right there and oblivious to it too, because that's just he Alexander knows. Georgiev he in a freaking nutshell. He knows. Uh I will just say it again. Um no reason to sit Igor after this zero, one. Zero dude, zero percent. He played another fantastic game. The only real goal,
1: I mean, Ovi goal that happens to any goalie, right? No goalie out there could stop Ovechkin when it's, he does Ovi's stuff a like cheat that. Code. That's what, what is he does. A cheat code?
2: No big deal. It was up, up, down, down, left, right, left, right, start button, start and, and button. And the
1: other one was a former ranger goal, which you knew like the game started and Washington was up one nothing. A former ranger's always gonna score. It was haggling. It was hardly a goal, ought to be honest. And it, w- it wasn't, like, exactly an expert shot, mostly because Hagelin ran into it, and it floated right above Igor. So I don't blame Igor particularly for it. Of course, he should have caught yeah, it. He could
2: he but... could have caught it, but I'm not going to lose sleep over that goal.
1: I know. Me either. Just tremendous. I, this, it's, I can't get over this gift, bro. He, fights, he goes to fight Artemi with Georgie right there. By the way, I don't know if you saw, but I was studying the film of Georgiev, like a uh, I, film. I saw your tweet. Uh, he, it does look like he has a large... Bruise slash gash above his eye. I'm just saying. Mm. Not, do, can't Doesn't really seem like it's from a fist, Gregory. Hmm. Interesting. Hmm. His right eye, you say. Hmm.
2: Interesting.
1: Interesting. 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 Makes you think. Uh, speaking of the man uh, formerly of Ranger uh, team play, I guess, at this point in time, rumors ab- abound that he may be traded to Calgary. So we'll see. I don't know if you have thoughts about Sam Bennett so far. I have almost zero at all. I will see if the trade actually yeah. goes down. But Larry did dunk on some reporters saying there was nothing there, which I thought really fiery night on Rangers Twitter. Just one of the best. This whole, these, <laughs> these last three weeks have just been gold stuff. It's just been gold the entire time.
2: Yeah, it's a real bummer that, again, such a jokeable and memeable Ranger game and the Mets had to do a Mets <laughs> thing. Just unbelievable. Really it's kind of. Even,
1: it's not even official yet.
2: It's official. Come on. Stop it. Kreider is – li- You really uh, think the Dodgers – he's going to the Dodgers? Fuck off.
1: According to Molly Walker, a future guest of this podcast, Chris Kreider uh-huh. is lifting the table up and down while Ryan Strom is speaking to the media right now. Safe to say the team is in good spirits.
2: It's- Chris Kreider <laughs> a psychopath. That doesn't mean the team's in good spirits. Chris Kreider could legitimately be pissed off that Ryan Strom, who, by the way, had two goals oh tonight – Oh, my God. Should have four. He should have four. Like, the dude – Unbelievable. Oh, you know, I think the first, the first open net he misses, it's kind of funny to joke about it because it, it, he should have made a, made the shot on target there, but like, all right. There's a degree of difficulty. The second one, fucking hilarious. There's no other way to describe it.
1: The, the the open net at the end of the game, Strom is right there. It's pretty much by himself. And you're like, come on, Stromer, you got this, bud. You can do it. You missed the early one. You, no, we no, can't. No, you can't, can't do it. <laughs> you can, oh my god. You can only do the hard go- the hard goals when Artemi hit hits you like on the on the tape. Like that's no, what you that. No, but that
2: wasn't a hard goal. That was like Ryan Strom had no choice but to score. Yeah, it's true. Artemi did all the work there. Yeah. Like if, our, if I, there's a part of me that wishes he went over three on empty nets, but I, I also like winning hockey games and I think my mental health needed a win tonight in the worst way. Um, I, yeah, people, people are really look...
1: going to be confused because I think people think the Bauer siding is a good thing and then we'll get into it later, <laughs> but, but you are so anti it, even though I said it would definitely happen a couple months ago. All well, right. Fuck you. Right, it's true. Um... I'm sorry. All right, let's yeah, get back to Blake the game? Snell
2: doing, buddy. How's Shut how's that working out off, for you? Greg. <laughs> Luis Patino going to be real special. Yeah. All right. Anyway, um, sad because that was still a good fucking trade. And it, it just it was.
1: There was a, there was a lot of good. Fuck, to, fuck Trevor Bauer. There was a lot of good to take away from this game. Uh, I, I, let's just go, go right through it. I got some notes here particular. Uh, you took I, notes? No, I don't. I have, I'm actually holding my nail clipper in my hand and, uh, like something else in my other hand. Weird. Anyway. Why um, are you holding
2: a nail clipper? I
1: just keep stuff on my desk that I like. So I have like, um, a, like a, a strength gripper on my desk. I have like a NHL ball, my vitamins. I have my nail clipper over here. You know, I have, of some screwdrivers just describing stuff on my desk segment. I thought.
2: Okay, but why are you holding it?
1: I uh, I have a, a Twitch. You're never going to believe this, but I can't. I usually hold things in my hand when we podcast. I know, strange, right? I just keep going. I'm Energizer Bunny. Anyway, as I'm not taking notes, <laughs> just computer silence. I'll get judged for that one. Got a lot of stuff coming my way tomorrow. That's okay. Not going to edit that out. Brave boy. Okay, Adam Fox is limitless. Just, uh, there are plenty of times that I'm sure you watch the PowerPoint. The PowerPoint tonight... Once again, looks like one of the best power plays I've ever seen, but still can't finish. Adam Fox controls the blue line like he's a black hole. The pucks never seem to get past him. He, keeps the, he kept the Capitals in their own zone forever. Uh, I just wonder what's going on with Mika Zabinajad in that situation where he, he's got, like, I, I almost want to call it bad luck at this point. I, I don't think it's... He's just been not invisible, but he, every chance he's gotten to like take that like, one-timer shot on the net, it just hasn't come very easily for him.
2: Yeah, I don't know how to judge our power play at this time because it's doing one thing incredibly well, which is controlling the tempo of play. It is absolutely exhausting for the other team when the Rangers have the puck on the power play. It it seems like it never leaves the zone, but it also seems like the Rangers can't get the puck on net. So it's... It's like, is there something I would change about the Rangers' top power play unit? No, but also absolutely. It's I maybe it's just a matter. Maybe it's just puck luck, and it's a matter of time until Mika figures it out and he gets these pucks on net. But like when people complain about ice time for either Lafreniere or Kako, mm-hmm. the first thing and the only thing that we can point to would be to put one of them on the top power play unit. But those five guys have been playing so well together in terms of controlling the tempo of play, controlling the zone, controlling the puck. I don't know who I would take out of that five. I'm not taking Fox. I'm not taking Buchnevich. I'm not taking Mika because I think it's... Like, Mika's the only one you would take off, right? Yeah, But
1: you can't do that.
2: Never in your your wildest dreams are you taking Mika Zibanejad off that top power play because it's only a matter of time until he's ripping goals like he did last year. Yeah, you can't do it that's not that's a no-go whatsoever yeah, with Mika I guess you could make an argument for Crider but again it could but like Crider's an in front of the net presence it's not like his role in the power play is not exactly going to be conducive to and, and it's not exactly Lafreniere like Lafreniere or Kako's game I was about
1: to say it's not like Kako can really replace what Crider does in front of the net Kako doesn't have the strength that Crider has at this point in time and that's that's kind of where where Kreider makes his bread and butter, is right in front of the net like that. I think that's where Kako can specialize eventually, as he continues to grow and develop his game, and he'll have a little bit more of stick handling ability than Chris Kreider will, but he's so far from that right now. Uh, I, do you think it's kind of funny that every time that Kako is kind of getting quote-unquote less ice time, of which we've heard a lot of this year, I can't stop hearing about it, and I know... Listen, I'm we're one-on-one connected to Capacaca, right? No doubt about it. But I really didn't see a lot of, hey, well, how come Lafreniere's ice time? Or where is he? Like, all night tonight. I didn't really see a lot of complaining about that. And I don't know if it was just because the Rangers were playing so damn well that there wasn't time to complain about it. Or if it was people just aren't worried because he's the number one overall pick.
2: Well, it's... I, I feel like one of the biggest thing to me that gets overlooked when we're looking at people's ice time. And I just... Hold it up for shits and gigs here. Lafreniere had twelve thirty eight tonight. That's fine. And Kako had 14-13. Ice time tonight is actually pretty even unless you were uh, Julian Gauthier. We only got six minutes and change. But that's going to happen when you're playing on the fourth line and it's a very close game and you're not exactly one of the shutdown defensemen, defensive-minded forwards on the ice. Like That's the other thing I think people overlook when we're talking about ice time. Kako and Lafreniere at this point in their careers aren't guys – that the coaching staff is going to want on the ice, you know, one goal game against a team like the Washington Capitals. It's not going to happen. It's it's not what their game is yet. And that's perfectly fine. There will come a point in time in a couple of years when the Rangers will need Kako and Lafreniere to step up like Pavel Buchnevich is stepping up this year and become a more defensively minded forward. But I think you're starting to see it with game, Kako already, by the way. It's starting to happen. Yeah. In a one goal game, you're Trying to defend your lead, you're going to lean on Kevin Rooney, Phil DiGiuseppe, those type of players because they're a little bit more defensively responsible. You're protect. You're not turtling, right? It's not turtling like Tortorella or or Vigneault used to do. Phil, we saw it late in this game where DiGiuseppe almost set up or should have set up Brett Howden for maybe a game icing goal, and Howden couldn't finish it. But those guys have enough offensive wherewithal that you need their defense out there you need to give them a little more ice time at the end of the game and by the way Kevin Rooney my guy Oh, Three-game yeah. point streak here, baby. I, Kevin rudy has been good, Look, man. when I'm right, I'm right. It's that simple. <laughs> I don't know. I I can't help it. It's funny because,
1: you know, Blackwell, Colin Blackwell, who is Ranger legend at this point, isn't even back in this lineup. And when, when there were signings in the offseason, we kind of cried and whined about Jack Johnson, who I don't know. I'm sure he'll be back soon. I don't know exactly what's going on with his recovery. We haven't exactly been yearning for him to get back, right? But Lieber Hayek mm-hmm. looked okay. And in the off season when... Blackwell and Rooney were signed, we were kind of like, yeah, they're just guys, but Rooney's turned out to be pretty tremendous for this team so far. Three, three point, like you said, three game point streak. That's amazing. And on top of that, Blackwell, like I said, Ranger legend. And he's, he's going to come back soon. So I'm pretty sure, look, the team got has a lot going for it. Before tonight, they were five, they got five points out of six, five out of six points in the last three games. They're starting to really put something together. Igor's getting hot. I think the, the panarin strom Kako line looks absolutely tremendous, if I'm being honest. And if energy, I can get going, Like this team's got serious... I don't know if they've got serious legs, but they'll be able to compete next week. As you probably know already, Gregory, the game on Saturday is canceled due to a pandemic. Now, mm-hmm. uh, that means next week they have Islanders on Monday night, which means we'll be recording late. Then Wednesday Bruins, which means we'll be recording late. And then Friday night
2: Bruins again. So is Molly recording late with us on Monday night too? Uh, it is not she, Molly. She
1: she has to cover the game. I was gonna tell you this off air, but she'll be doing the uh, week after.
2: Yes. So you lied to me again.
1: I, yes, I lied to you directly again. We had this conversation yesterday, but yeah, not you and I, Mo- me and Molly. Anyway, that's behind the scenes with Ryan.
2: Unbelievable. I know.
1: I'm gonna try and get a. I'm gonna try and text the guest we we tried to have on last week, again. Anyway, we'll figure it out. Off air stuff. Anyway, let's take a quick break. We'll come back, talk uh, a little bit more Ranger Ranger things, and then we'll. Uh, I'm sure we got to talk some Metsies with Gregory. Here we go. Tran.
2: Must must we? I
1: don't know. Position. We're back. Oh oh, sorry. <laughs> Did you think we we're actually like cutting to a real break?
2: I don't know. Oh, Okay. Sometimes sometimes things happen. And I, I get caught off guard.
1: Okay, here we are. Still back. Uh, all right, we got. 15 more minutes of hard action here on uh, OT.
2: So... Well, I just wanted... I wanted to say something before you, you toss the to break, but since we're... Since technically, you and I are having one continuous stream of thought here, mm-hmm. uh, just a point about the Blackwells, the Rooney's, the DiGiuseppes. Hit me. That's the difference between signing guys that can actually play hockey and signing Cody McLeod and Ooh, that's Michael that's a Hayley. good
1: point. I like that. Like,
2: th- that's... It, it's not that these guys are necessarily guys you need to feed minutes to right They're, but it's, it's the difference between having actual depth and actual hockey players or having guys who add a little something to the lineup, a little snarl. Like do we think are the Rangers playing any differently because they don't have like a, a a through and through fighter on the ice. Like Michael Haley's not here. Cody McLeod's not here. Our good friend Tanner glass isn't here the Rangers are playing some of the best hockey we've seen them play since we've started podcasting. And it's partially because they're not trying to put in slugs in their lineup anymore. They're putting in guys who again, do at least one thing really well. We've talked about this on the fourth line before you, you have a really good fourth line. If it's full of guys that just have one unique skill, they don't need to be complete players. they just need to do one thing incredibly well. And Rooney has his thing. Blackwell has his thing. DiGiuseppe has his thing. These are solid hockey players. They're not going to sign $5 million a year contracts in the offseason. They're not guys you're going to think you have to prioritize when it comes to protecting them from Seattle. But they're like, I I hate this saying, but it's true. They are winning hockey players. Good teams need Kevin Rooney's, Colin Blackwell's, and Phil DiGiuseppe. Now, good teams don't need three of them. Uh, I, I would say it's a little bit of a depth situation where the Rangers have to put all three of those guys in, in order to feel like they have to co- feel the competitive hockey team, but every good team has one of them. It's why Jesper Foss to us was an extremely valuable piece. Now I still think losing Jesper Foss left a black hole in the locker room that the Rangers could not fill leadership wise. And it's partially part of the reason how we got to where we got to with certain players that, have been named on this episode and aren't going to be named again. Um, but yeah, like the Rangers are a better hockey team because instead of signing someone like Maxim LaPierre, they signed to Kevin Rooney this offseason. And Rooney is helping them win. Do I think he's going to average a point per game the rest of the season? No, but I'm still going to ride but, or die with him. But no okay, boy. Greg, imagine if he did. I mean, <laughs> look, all I'm saying is,
1: He's on pace. Point for game player, Mr. Rooney. I think you make a great point with that. There's been so many players that have come on here and just been total net negatives where at least these guys make an impact on the ice. And, and, and even in the locker room, you can tell these guys are, are liked Rooney, especially has has made his way into the hearts of all Ranger fans very quickly with his, his play. Colin Blackwell. Also, there's going to be, a time that comes where I'm sure the Rangers will sign those useless players again and we will critique them, but I, I have to commend them at least. And I have to commend Gorton because I've given him some crap. These guys seemingly have done a great job. Now they're not going to carry you to the playoffs, but they have provided a lot of value for what you signed them for. And defensively potato tonight. Hey, listen, you take what you can get. The Rangers look great defensively right now. Lindgren and Fox looked tremendous, tremendous all night. Miller makes at least four or five plays a game where I'm kind of like, I can't believe that guy's a rookie. It's unbelievable. His skating is almost unmatched at some points, at least his, like, first step on the ice. And I didn't really notice Hayek all night, except for the one time Joe Micheletti was like, look, he looks comfortable protecting the puck. And then they zoomed in on him, and he looked absolutely frightened. (laughs) But other than that, I haven't really... I have, I have very little little complaints about the defense and that particularly for me, Greg, after doing this podcast for five years, feels very strange.
2: Um, Final point, though. the According to hockey stat cards, the Ranger with the fifth best game score tonight, Kevin Rooney. Just saying. He's a fucking legend. Number four. Only guys co- that had better games than him were Panera and Kako Stroman Fox. That's
1: what I like to hear.
2: But it's what, it's
0: what you Hey, do, baby. Can, I just, um, can
1: I just go off for one second? Last year, sure. every single time, I'm not an analytics guy, but Shayna would post like, you know, the cards and show exactly how bad everybody was or how good everybody was with these bar charts that I don't get. But they would be like, it would always be super in the red or mega negative Kapokako. But almost every single game this year, Kapokako has been a huge positive. And for me, it's just been so validating to feel like wow, we're finally here. We made it. He's taking the step forward. I feel like a proud father. I don't know exactly what those look, sound, or act like, so tell me if I'm doing this right. But I, I, I do feel that way.
2: Uh, yeah, I'll give that to you. <laughs> I have, I, 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 I have no way to add to that. But I, I'm happy. You're happy. Thank you. Essentially, I am happy. Um. What was I going to say? Was I, I going to say anything? You were. What did you say?
1: I was talking. I, sh- I cut you off in a, in a very Gregory Greggy way. Oh my! I know. Anyway, well, uh, we can, we something start, something. We talked about Rangers. We talked
2: about defense. Something, something. Oh right, that's right. Um, something something Rangers. Do I think this Potato podcast? and Hayek are going to be a solid third pair the rest of the season? Uh, no, no, I don't. I don't either. But I think Quinn is smart enough to know that he can't lean on those guys, which is why he leaned on Fox. Lindgren, Miller, and Truba. It I, I hate to Ryan, I, I hate to be this guy. I don't want to be this guy. You know okay. I don't want to be this. I'll say it guy. for you,
1: fire Quinn. <laughs> credit where credit
2: is due, Ryan. Oh, no. no, fire him, Gregory. Don't do this. Sorry. If he sits ego on, one more time, I think you can fire him. Gregory.
1: Yeah, I do think I agree with you by the way, with the you can't. You can't. After, after what's going on right now and the way Igor's playing, you can't swap. But you have to give credit to Quinn. It sucks. I'm sorry, everybody. I'm sorry. Did he lose control of we the locker room? Don't we don't want to do it. We don't feel good about doing it. Doesn't seem like he lost control of the locker room. Those guys seem pretty like they get along pretty well. Just, just
2: from looking from the outside. Hmm. But, uh, Ryan, obviously, everybody liked Tony. Hey, he's a great guy. It, he's a great guy. <laughs>
1: he's, he's a, a great guy. Wonderful hey, guy. the coaches love him. It's hard for us. Okay, hmm. we want to trade him for the fourth overall pick
2: four years ago. Okay, can we do that? Now, I don't know. It, I, I Sam Bennett's weird to me because he might not be good unless it's the playoffs. It's not that he's bad, right? Like yep. the difference between him and Brett Howden is first of all, Brett Howden. Hey, dude. If they if they went to the bar together, Brett Howden's the one that's oh, going home sure. with whatever he wants to. For go sure, home with. Uh, Matt. Um, remember
1: bars? By the way, Brett Howden. Shout out to him. He's had he's had a pretty. Nice step up year for Brett Houghton.
2: I lost it when Sam thought oh, co- uh, Brett Howden was stra-
1: straight up was so hurt.
2: I was it, I understood <laughs> I understood how hurt you were. I was also hurt for the exact opposite reason. Like <laughs> Kamikako is insanely talented at hockey, but he's not exactly a looker. He's like a he's like a New York five and a half. Yeah, that's fair. Brett <laughs> Howden is a nine point three, and we're gonna confuse those two. Come on, give me a fucking break. What are we doing here, anyway, Mister Bennett? yeah he's he's like if you wanted to try and describe what a just fine hockey player is I'm pretty sure it's Sam Bennett but
0: the, here's but the my problem thing.
2: is can you really can you could really get Sam Bennett who
1: was fourth overall not that long ago for Tony
2: d'Angelo who yeah but you could probably like just because he was picked fourth overall doesn't mean he's great of course you could, you but- could probably have gotten Jesse Poyarvi for Tony come on, years. No, you couldn't have. <laughs> <laughs> no, you
1: couldn't have. I, I, I guarantee, Gordon made that call. Hey, you want Tony? No,
2: no, change. no. What, are you kidding me? If the if the, if Gordon offered that trade last year, the he would have been laughed out of the building by Ranger the Rangers front office.
1: Maybe I I I feel like he offered a lot of those trades for Tony.
2: He did the. If the Oilers had an opportunity to get Tony D'Angelo for Jesse Poyarvi, they would have done it, Ryan. I'm telling you that right now. Fair. Fine. That, that if the, It's like if the LA Kings call the Rangers back right now and be like, hey, you want Leas Anderson back? We'll take Tony D'Angelo. Like, come on. I would do that. Yeah, I know you would. I'd, I'd take anybody with a pulse. For Tony D'Angelo. I, the Rangers have no negotiations here. Like, they, they have no. The shocking thing is they actually do like- because other teams, like other teams that wanted the Rangers, could be like, listen, you understand that if we just keep him on the taxi squad all year, we can just buy we're him not like going to have cheap. to pay him shit when we buy him out. Mm-hmm. So if you don't take his entire contract, fuck off. We're, we don't want it. It's so weird. Give me man. someone on an expiring and we'll call it a day. The Rangers don't have to trade Tony D'Angelo. Now, they, they want to trade Tony D'Angelo because they need to appease his agent, who's a – Pat Brisson is maybe the most powerful agent in the NHL. He's like fucking Scott Boris when it comes to hockey. Right. So you want to keep the agent happy. Yeah, you got it. And that. you want to – like you want to show other players that if you fall into the Rangers' doghouse, they're not just going to lock you away and throw the key, right? Like you want to give the impression to other players in the league that if you fall out of favors with the Rangers, it's not the end of the world. They'll find you somewhere else to go. Should that be what Tony D'Angelo gets? No, I don't think so. You don't think so. Half of Rangers Twitter doesn't think so. Um, But you could kind of understand what the Rangers are trying to do here. They're trying to – they're not doing it for Tony. They're doing it for the next guy that causes trouble in the Rangers locker room or whatever. But, like, there are real reasons why the Rangers are doing this. Doesn't mean Tony isn't an idiot. He's a fucking idiot. Doesn't mean what he did was wrong. He was fucking wrong. It's just sometimes like, God, I don't want to – I'm not defending this today. Not no. when fucking Trevor Powers is about to sign a fucking three-year contract with the guy. Hey, hey,
1: there's a one-year hey. opt-out, okay? Relax.
2: I'm telling you. I know the Mets. He's going he's gonna to suck he's gonna... for about six weeks. He's going to get fucking thoracic outlet syndrome. He's going to have surgery. He's not opting out. It's going to cost the Mets one of Syndergaard or Conforto. I know how this story plays out, Ryan. You've been, I've seen it before. You've been here before. <laughs> you've done this. Yes. But it's, a new, have, it's new Mets. There's, there's no old old juju. It's all gone. You got to say, Ryan, it's fucking hilarious. Now, I am not condoning what happened to Steve Cohen and his family. That is disgusting and sick. People who are threatening anybody, especially at the request of Dave Portnoy, You have serious mental issues of your own right. But if the Mets, their owner, gets pushed off Twitter by an angry Twitter mob and then goes out and signs a guy who has an angry Twitter mob at his disposal, what's the message you are sending here? Like, one plus one does not equal six, magically. I don't get it. The Mets, Sandy Alderson is in the biggest shit in the world because he hired Jared Porter, who's disgusting. Mm-hmm. He also hired Mickey Callaway, who's disgusting. And now he's going to sign Trevor Bauer, who's disgusting? <laughs> like what are we doing? <laughs> what, what only oh, I hate to say this, but only the Mets. Like this is the first moment in my life where I'm like, you know, at least the Wilpons were cheap. So it wouldn't have been an option. Wow. Like, it's wow, I can't it's just, believe this is where we are. <laughs> this is unbelievable. That's where we are. It just I look, I understand, right? I get it. The day Trevor Bauer signs with the Mets, the Mets are immediately a better team. They're like a Their chance of winning the World Series contender. increase. Whether I think Trevor Bauer is properly rated, overrated, underrated, he's a better pitcher than what the Mets would have gotten every fifth day from David Peterson right now. And I like David Peterson. I get it. The New York Mets are a better team with having Trevor Bauer on it. But you know what, Ryan? My life is more difficult. I have a moral conflict once every five days now with the fucking New York Mets, a team, by the way, that has done nothing but break my heart for 32 years. Trust me. We it's know not exactly. Everybody like knows. I have a ton of happy memories. <laughs> One of my happiest memories with the New York Mets has to do with Fernando Tatis hitting the, the senior, not the junior, hitting two home runs in a random game in like May of 2008. That's a top 10 memory for me as a Mets fan. <laughs> like things aren't great since 1989. <laughs> got to tell you not a lot to hang your hat on things are changing just, times are just, changing you know he's he's not ryan he's not as good as strowman like oh he's going to be the fourth totally starter disagree.
1: Wow, i disagree look I'm at the sorry. numbers ryan i'm
2: sorry look at the numbers i will i don't have them right now but i will look later we'll argue about this offline but i'm sick of it no i'm gonna argue about it every day I, i'm not gonna argue about it because our friend pete it's gonna be daniel fucking murphy all over again don't do it with, every five days don't pete do it pete is this gonna is gonna send me a message this is inside baseball, how, like, but yes how do you how do you feel greg are you angry now he just went eight shutout innings you are still pissed off and blah 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 it's like no i'm now just pissed off at you and you should pay me back the thousands of dollars i made you because i told you to go in on amc two months before all this <laughs> shit, happened, and you made a ton of money so stop giving me a hard time <laughs> on
1: that note this has been BSBOT. I thought the Rangers played well tonight.
2: <laughs> they played a good game. It might have been it might have been their most complete victory half, since the Islander 5-0 game.
1: It definitely was. It might have been one of the yep. most complete victories in the past year and a half. Anyway. For sure.
2: Fuck Trevor Bauer.
1: For sure. We'll be back uh, next week. We're going to try and have a, a an old-time guest on the show. I'm going to text him tonight. And then the week after, we're going to have Molly on. We have some guests lined up. She should be a fun time. We might make a guest appearance on another podcast next week. Hmm. Should be girls' podcast. Yeah, on USA Today, baby. All right. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Jesus Christ. We'll be back <laughs> next week. We love you guys. Let's go, Rangers! Bye